One. No, we did it. Two, <laughs> four. Is, two is enough. Three. Four. Four. <laughs> Stand by, we're having technical difficulties. I know, I'm having tacos. Oh. <laughs> Like I'm waiting for I'm like just a <laughs> brief moment of silence so I can actually intro this episode. Why oh, I thought this was in it already. Yeah. Well, it is, but okay, but hey, welcome. I should... you're here. Congrats. Yeah. Well, I should introduce <laughs> no. the fact that this is Carbon Podcast episode 377. Congratulations. And I am your host Chris Truscott Brown. Jeffrey Bezos. Oh, that's what I'm adding to the topic list. Hold on. Hold on. Let's restart the episode. One second. No, we can't do this. Everyone stop recording and we'll resync. Nope. Whoa. Okay, I okay. put something on the, I put something on the topic list for the podcast. Wait, okay. so we uh we'd like get rid of this entire recording? This episode like, is brought to window. you. Oh, I just saw the letter B. You added another thing. Yeah, yeah. that needs to be talked about. <laughs> Okay, oh, hold on. Yeah. The, tacos, the tacos aren't sitting well with my stomach. They're, no, uh, they're, they're striking back. <laughs> also, uh... Oh, I think a tortilla chip's attacking my stomach. Line. <laughs> it's a race. What time is it? I'm not joking. This is, this is awful. <sighs> why, are, why aren't we recording this? We are recording this. Currently, what? It's... I just... I just got rid of recording. Jesse told me to get rid of it. Well... Oh. I don't know if he's serious or not, because Jacob does make decisions like this often. It doesn't matter. I did get rid of it. You uh, told me to restart. I'm Why would still, you restart? I'm still waiting for somebody to tell not... me what time it is. Wait, no, J- hold on, Jacob. Look at me. Did you seriously stop recording? Yeah, you said, no, hold on. I need. To, Are I you need recording now? Shut this. the fuck Are you recording now? No, I stopped. Okay, okay, then you need to start recording so then we can have a conversation. Theme song. Okay. When do we start the conversation? <laughs> Well, now we have to resync because it's a new recording. No, nope. <laughs> you told me to resync. You said we need to stop. I'm adding something to the cop. All right, Jacob, go. What? I'm okay. I need to start a new file. Should I stop mine? No, 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 okay. no. All of you this. Need to suffer for this. this. What? I literally just did what you said to do. And, yes, don't you listen to Jesse. <laughs> I was on Taco okay. Madness. It's not my fault. This one is, okay. Are you recording now? Because this is a one-sided conversation until you start fucking recording. All right, I'm recording. Cool. Go. One. Two. Three. Four. One. Two. Three. Four. Neat. Okay. All of that's in the episode. <laughs> oh, Jesse sniped it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, those taco powers. So, J- actually, that's. Are we recording? <laughs> I'm actually recording. That's cool. I... Jesse. Yeah. That topic you just added. I do want to bring yeah. that up. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Should we even just bring it up right now since we're talking that's about it? The, uh, yes, I'm encouraging okay. you to so, do so. <laughs> so, Bo Burnham at the Emmys was nominated for six Emmys for the special Inside, which is wild. Uh, he was nominated for, I'm unprepared, so let me bring this up, Bo Burnham. Emmy noms. He was, he was, he was nominated for Best Director of Variety Special, 
uh, best music direction, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Here I got here. Yeah. So, um, outstanding directing for an out, for a variety special, outstanding 100%. picture editing for a variety special, even more. outstanding music direction, yeah. outstanding music and lyrics for uh, the song he specifically submitted was comedy, outstanding variety special overall, and the outstanding writing for a variety special. He won writing. Mm-hmm. He won music direction, and he won best directed directing best picture editing went to um a black lady sketch show which i've not seen but uh, but fair picture enough, editing you know. i think was probably his strongest thing i'd say lighting in... if you want to be technical on that actually but... yeah lighting was really good <laughs> um they have not announced best uh special because i think that's on like this weekend's emmys the ones that people actually watch mm-hmm. right right <laughs> um However, he lost Best Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics. Um, oh, this I just disagree with so much. Yep. So, <laughs> so the song that beat him... By the way, the other, the other nominees was um, The Queen's Gambit. Never watched. Uh, the Boys. What? Soundtrack of Our Lives. And Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. What was in The Boys that got nominated? Yeah, I uh, I think it's it's best original music, so I think it was like score. Um, oh no! Oh. Um, didn't what's her name? The uh, like, one of those is memorable. Yeah. No, anyways, I, I can't remember her name. Like the the good one of the seven. Uh, why am I? Oh, did she have a song? Name? Yeah, she had a song. Like it, they oh. put her, they put her into like a variety show kind of thing, and I, she I had heard to Jesus perform. Camp. Yeah, and she had to perform Something an like original that, yeah. song. So that's probably what it okay. was. Anyways, so there's that. Uh, the one that won, that beat all that, for best music and lyrics, was Agatha All Along from WandaVision. Which... So dumb. That's like... It's the Monsters theme. It's just yeah. it's just the Monsters yeah. theme. Well, not just that. It's like, that isn't what that show was about. And it had like one no, 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 little no, no. weird Chris, that's musical... That's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Yeah. I, need to stop is, that I is would irrelevant. agree with that. It's irrelevant. It's the best original song. If if a if a show has absolutely nothing to do with music, but it creates a fucking banger of a song for that track. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For example, is it like I would say debatably, this is gonna sound crazy. Technically The Lion King is not about music. Mm, yeah. Good point. But that it was song, the intro which, but musical, it is yeah. it is a musical, so I would disagree, but, the, the, but I get what you mean. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's um, about a bunch of aspiring musical animals. It, they want to be it, musicians. <laughs> It's still crazy or, that, like, WandaVision won over any of those. Honestly, oh, yeah. Yeah, another example would be, like, Bob's Burgers had a lot of really catchy tunes, and they did eventually release an album for it, but by no <laughs> means is the show about I mean, music yeah. or a music group or anything. Yeah. Family Guy um, as well. Like, yeah. there's yeah. so much music in a non-musical show. Mm-hmm. But, but um, like, like to have have all those other songs playing until they're like full formed, multi minute, multiverse chorus songs, right? And the one song that wins is like fifteen lines, and seven of them are the same lyric again and, and again and again. Like yeah. it's a sarcastic, it's a like it was doing it as a parody, just yeah, like but... all the other. Uh, but I'm not saying parody it's still isn't an art fun, form. Uh, no. But, but it's like, it was a silly little gimmick, just like the fact that the first episode was in black and white. And actually, one of my favorite gimmicks was 
when they switched to a wider screen. Yeah. Yeah. Episode. yeah. That was fun. That wasn't musical, but that was still like, that was a fun bit. But Agatha all along, that was just one of those bits along yeah, with yeah. That, the general joke of the show. Um, and and the thing that kills me is like, it's lyrically, Bo oh. Burnham is just so creative. And lyrically, there's nothing creative. And about this was, this was out, outstanding original music and lyrics. Yeah. The music's barely original. Right. <laughs> and the lyrics barely. certainly are not. Like, yeah. it's... Yeah. You know, and, and granted, it is it for for what it's supposed to do in that moment. It's supposed to be like, oh, this is it's the monster. It's fine theory. for what it I'm is. I'm supposed yeah. to know. I'm supposed to, you know, I get that. So I'm not criticizing the song. I'm just saying that like, it's absurd that it it yeah, won it over would've... any yeah. of those, any and, of the right, other nominees, right? And I... let alone a song that's whole thing is about criticizing whether or not comedy is relevant in a world like like a very complicated song. It's... Right. Or, or any of his other message. songs in the special, to be honest. I mean, welcome well, to the Jeffrey internet. Bezos, I could say it be. I could, I'm just saying, Jeffrey Bezos is, is a <laughs> bit of a... It's fair. No, but <laughs> welcome, welcome to the internet. It's it. like, I don't think I've gone a day since watching that special that I haven't hummed that a little bit in my head. That, I mean, that apathy's song... a tragedy and boredom is a crime, man. Yep. Anything and everything, all of the time. The time. Yeah, I, I don't know. That just it blows my. Mind. I I really hope he won. He wins best. Um, just like best special. That'd be really awesome. I think. Uh, let me see what the other nominees are this weekend for best. I still need to watch inside. Uh, what? Hell yeah, yeah. So you do. This this Holy is shit. this is who yes, who he's up against. This and this is honestly being nominated in the same category as all the others for outstanding special is like honestly enough. Uh, Bo Burnham's Inside is in the same category as Hamilton. Oh, boy. Uh, 846, Dave Chappelle. Okay. Uh, the West Wing Election Special. Oh, right. Uh, David Byrne's Utopia. And the Friends Reunion. Damn. So even if, if, even if you don't yeah. win, that's some prestigious company to be among. That's what I mean. Like, also, yeah. if the Friends Reunion wins... Fuck oh my that. god! Yeah. yeah, I didn't even watch it. I was like, I, I, I didn't. Watch I liked it. Friends I back in the day, but yeah, my my husband turned it on because he's like, oh yeah, I remember Friends being on a lot and stuff like that. So he was just kind of curious to watch, and like, oh, man, we were like, wow, some of these people do not look good, yeah. and like, I don't know, just like the way they're talking about it. Like, to be fair, I get that it's different if you're a big fan of a show, but I felt like some of the reading stuff, it didn't translate well, and yeah. it wasn't enjoyable or funny. And... I don't know. Matthew Perry has not been kind to himself over the years. No, no, he, he definitely looked the worst, I think, of well, the bunch. and he and was like, just... Could, could he, he be any more ragged? He yeah. has had substance abuse problems yeah. publicly. Yes. yes several times on and off over the years so the fact that he's like barely coherent and slurring words is uh, not during surprising. that special <laughs> yeah. uh, but then they try to say oh no he just had some dental work so his teeth were bugging him it's like no just like just yeah. fucking be honest it's like yeah. we're not going to make fun of him for it we feel bad like this is a Right. This is a, it's a serious issue. It's a yeah. serious issue. It's a 
and maybe use it's a mental as, health issue as an opportunity to actually spread some awareness right Discuss instead it. of just yeah. brush it under the carpet like oh no substance abuse doesn't exist this is a, a dental problem it's like wasted yeah. opportunity use this as an education because this is like this is a person suffering a crisis it's mm. like yeah. it sucks but yeah he did not do well <laughs> during that speaking of substance abuse i'm gonna have another beer <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should get a drink. I'll be right back. I'm gonna get a drink. All right. Okay. Oh, now we gotta wait for Jesse. No, don't. Hey, no. Jacob, stop recording and then start recording when I come back. Okay. Don't, don't, don't do it. it. Don't do it. <laughs> do not listen to Jesse. Don't tell me to do things. We need a shot collar on Jacob. <laughs> uh, I mean, by me, uh, and oh. he's nearby me. I can arrange this <laughs> within the recording of the episode. I can get the shot collars, literally run over to his house and strap one on him. There was in maybe ten minutes. There was one episode. I don't remember which sure. one, but uh, Jesse and Jacob, Jacob. Should I just should I hotspot off my don't. phone and come to your house? No, don't actually do that. <laughs> walk, just record as I walk to your house. <laughs> uh, but hey guys, I'll be there in a Jacob few hours. Did an episode. every street I'm taking on the way. <laughs> yeah, Jesse and Jacob did an episode where they were recording side by side in their cars. That was good. <laughs> yeah, we were, they were like ten feet from was each that other. In, was that in Lake was, Country or yeah, in the campground at Lake Country? Uh, yeah, honestly. We Another one of my favorites oh, was yeah. uh, Jesse driving home and just doing the podcast on his own. And you can driving like hear his blinker. And <laughs> yeah, there's been to, a few we've, we've decided yep. Yep. for no good reason because this doesn't actually make sense. But those are pod bomb car casts. No, because we got, we fucked up the first one. That's why we were trying to say car bomb. Uh... No, it's we just fucked car, up the, it's the car, car cast. bomb podcast. So we said pod bomb. Carcast. I don't know why it happened, but it just yeah. it makes sense. Like, going, back, going back to when Jake and I did the side by side one, my favorite thing is um it was an after a shift of work and we'd had a beer after work and then we're just sitting in the car recording. But and safely, I, not yeah. in the car. We did not drink the beer in the car. Yeah, we just we drank them <laughs> and then sat in our cars afterwards. But Chris, I think you brought up the fact or something like that of like Something about the fact where it's like where it's still illegal to have your keys in the car, and so I just fucking roll my window down and yeet my keys into the darkness. And then as soon as we stopped recording, I was like, I don't know where my keys are. <laughs> like... I mean, that's technically oh, what you should do, but you should keep them in the trunk. Yeah, yeah. In the no, trunk is safe like, and legal. Like it was dark. Like we were in like the Jeez. middle of pitch blackness. <laughs> yeah, good times. Anyways, I'm gonna grab a drink. And pitch blackness uh i want to wait for jesse to come back that's actually a perfect segue uh to go into why i missed last week's episode so we're pausing here intermission let's all go to the lobby I don't know why everyone feels the need to do this. I am currently listening back to older episodes, uh, and I'm listening to 159 right now. Uh, this was just a Jesse and I. If I Before ever my have, time. If I ever have to disappear in an episode, it's like I've explained to Jesse several times. Just sit 
for like a minute and a half of silence, doesn't matter. All of it can be cut out. It's seamless. Jesse instead tries to vamp during my absence and is so terrible at it. Are we and not doing that right now, though? <laughs> we are doing it right now, but I at least have other people point. to talk to. Uh, but just trying to fill space, it's like, hey, there's editing. It It's a thing. I can just, like... Space. It, <laughs> Reality. Time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am upset that Jesse disappeared, though, because... It, he ruined your segue. Well, Total Darkness was a great segue. segue. ruiner. <laughs> um, because the reason I missed last week's episode, uh, I was on vacation with my wife. We went to... We had, like, the luckiest vacation ever. So, this started out... We were going to go... We wanted to explore Cody Caves, which is Ainsworth. Uh, that's in B.C., um, and right. we wanted to visit Caslow because that's where Jamie, my wife, did a lot of her growing up. And we wanted to go to the Ainsworth Hot Springs, but due to COVID, the hot springs are only for hotel guests. You can't do drop-in anymore. And it's like, well, shit, they're fully booked. Like, we can't, we can't do this. Like we, I guess just on this vacation, one of our plans going to the hot springs is off the books cause COVID yay. Uh, but we put ourselves on a cancellation list literally uh, like less than a week. I don't remember if it was like three or four days or whatever, but before we went out, we got a notice, Hey, our cancellation came up on the list. We got a room. It was actually the wheelchair accessible room, uh, which was like, I mean, it's a room. <laughs> we'll take it because really yeah. we want the hot springs. Uh, yeah. But the wheelchair accessible room, huge shower. Obvious reasons, yeah. but it's like, okay, this is actually awesome. This is a perk. I, I kind of feel bad because I hope You're right. it not... is It is better to be crippled, Chris. They have <laughs> nothing but perks. <laughs> No, when I get to take advantage of a crippled person's perks uh, as an abled person, I win. I did feel bad because I was like, did somebody that is crippled like want this room and can't have it because I'm in here? But then I decided I didn't care because <laughs> of that. It's like uh, the fear for me of using the handicap stall in the bathroom when it's the only one open. And I'm exactly. like, right now, someone. It's gonna I mean, roll in and need the stall. If, if like, anybody, yeah, if anybody hasn't watched IT Crowd, specifically the episode Work Outing, that it's yes, worth watching just that episode. episode. That was actually the well, first the best, episode best of that, that show that I, I watched. Say, the, the, the best episode, the best part of that episode is it's pretty much ice. Like you could just watch that, that never yes. watch anything before it was or after. And it's I had never seen IT crowd, and I saw yeah. that episode, and just like, disabled. yeah, that's got to be one of my disabled. top episodes. Uh, the second one, which is the the one where uh, Moss sets the office on fire, that uh, I think is the first one, yes. isn't it? Uh, I, th I thought that was the second episode. I could be wrong. Maybe, Maybe that was the, I, the first one. It's been a while since I've been um, 
Oh yeah, because the first and one I can't, is I can't like remember what Jen the other one actually getting put down there. Yeah, I think so. Um, there was a third one that I had up there, but oh, yeah. countdown, countdown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> a good one. But uh, anyway, uh, getting a room at the hot spring, giving us access to the hot spring, that's first bit of good luck, and I. I'm going to get back to the hot spring in a little bit because I I have a thing on that. But second bit of good luck is we went to the tour of Cody Caves. And this is like, this is a pretty big, decent cave system. Like, it wasn't just a, a walk through a rocky tunnel kind of thing. Like, there was some, there was some caving going on. And we were lucky because we were the only two that signed up. So we basically got a private tour for the price of a group tour. And I think the tour guide liked us because the description of the experiences you get with the tour package that we booked, I guarantee you we got a lot more. I think we were very nearly minus a couple features right into the next tour package level of upgrade yeah. because I think he was just like, Hey, there's only two of you. We'll get through it faster. And like, he was a good guy. We got along immediately and not immediately at first. He was pretty unsure of us. Uh, I mean, we roll up in a Ford focus instead of a truck. And his first reaction was kind of like, like we're not, super like extreme adventurous but we're outdoorsy people but you can't tell that at first glance and i think his first reaction was like oh great like instagram people it's like he was giving us instagram people he was giving us when a guy and a girl show up instagram people is the correct like yeah and all right she's taking photos for the gram and he's there to take the photos yeah yeah. (laughs) but it's like and we are not I mean, that Ford Focus is pretty amazing, but that's not traditionally an off-road vehicle, even though we've taken it off-road several times. Um, but his first reaction was kind of apprehensive and business-like, but then as we got to talking, and more importantly, as we got to exploring the cave, he was just, like, relaxing a lot more, because it's like, okay, we're not, like, timid people. Like, we're getting into... Uh, well, I mean, we're crawling in a cave, and... <laughs> That right there is, I mean, Jesse hates it. We invited Jesse, and he turned that down flat. Okay, no, hold on. No, no, no. I need to phrase my side of the story here, because they're like, hey, we're going caving. And I'm like, hey, cool. Uh, I am six foot three and 215 pounds. I don't fit in in smaller spaces, Christopher. Caving, to me, is not like, ooh, look, a cave! Our... It's like, oh, God, the earth is collapsing upon me. Uh, firstly... <laughs> Our guide, bigger than you are. Yeah, and he's a fool. <laughs> uh, secondly, <laughs> you're taller than I am. Height was only a concern at one point. I am way wider than you are. That yeah, was a Chris, concern Chris. at several more points. Yeah, and guess what? Because height was only concerned at one point, because you're a short little boy. You're a sh- <laughs> short little rotund boy. So you only encountered the one height issue. It would always be an issue for me. My, I have to some houses. I walk downstairs in some places, and I have to duck to <laughs> not get decapitated. You think a fucking natural formation is just going to accommodate my <laughs> well, giant finished body? You've no. got 
a, a helmet. But anyway, this experience yeah, that was... just grabs onto my skull and rips it off. <laughs> Jesse is so. What you're saying is that Emily is perfect size for caving. Yes, yes. you are. You are a golem-like individual. Is what um, I'm saying. This was amazing, though. It was like Jacob's head would get stuck, though. The, 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 my, the my head's very big. It did not fit into yeah. the helmet. I mean, yeah. he is the whitest of men. Yeah. So. I know I can't. I can't say anything. Oh, I won't say I, anything, shit. Jesse. I just saying uh, that my head was too big. We're uh, we're like twenty some minutes in, depending on how much I cut this out. Uh, we yeah. interrupted because of Jacob. I'm Chris. Jesse's here. Emily's here. Jacob's here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? No, that can't be right. Everyone, stop recording. <laughs> no, no, okay, don't okay. tell Jacob. He'll listen. Every time I make that joke, Jacob's head's dart to his keyboard, and I can't yeah. see if he's either jerking off or but, typing. I mean, why not Whoa. both? He's got two hands. Dude, turn um, the camera off for that. I, I mean, speak for yourself. That's your only stipulation. Is that speak like, for yourself? I just want to see it. I kind of want to see it. Camera. Yeah, um, uh, look, what I don't know but, can't hurt me. What would be worse? What would be worse? Sorry, but no. Okay. The guide. Uh, he he just had a a good way of like encouraging without like pushing but like i did shit i never thought i could do i'm not a fit guy yeah. at at a certain point it was like there's like a slanted like at about oh get to that yeah about that angle rock with about a a 5 foot gap down to the ground uh, that we have to pass, but the ceiling is very close, so you actually have to brace with both your hands and your feet on the ceiling, because you're just going to slide down that rock as you scooch across, and it's like we're doing, okay, you know, climb up here, go through here, uh, and then it's like, and do this, and I'm like, uh, the fuck you say? But then I just do it, and I'm like, I did that, and later yeah, on... But, but at any point, you were 10 seconds away from being James Franco. No. I think... I right. felt pretty confident. Uh, he said... I haven't had any injuries yet. I'm capable of dealing with them. You don't have to be scared. I'll keep an eye on you. And I trusted him, and... That's nice. That's good when you have a good guide. Yeah, he was a really great guide. Uh, later... He said, this is optional, but I think you guys got this. There's a, uh, there's a hidden, like. This is the start of every horror movie. Is when you said a day of caving and the guy's like, you know what, guys? Let me tell you my secret spot. <laughs> and then no, you just go was, and the ghoulies. Every like, 411 was, people missing There was stories. a yeah. hidden, <laughs> like, like, it wasn't necessarily part of the tour, but. If exactly. you duck off behind this alcove, there's actually yeah. a, a spot where stalagmites and stalactites meet in the middle, meet. forming like an just hourglass. Called, columns. There's columns. Uh, well, it was more of an hourglass. <laughs> it wasn't straight up and down, but it was it was cool. When a stalagmite meets a stalactite, they care about each other real much. <laughs> they, uh, they, they make a column. column. But this... <laughs> this was like this was an optional thing mm -hmm. uh, but to get to it this is a straight up vertical like chimneying i got across about 10 foot wide about 10 feet up between two walls 
And I fucking did that too. I was like, I didn't know I could do any of these things. Like, it was amazing. It was literally just, it was so empowering and inspiring to yeah. like find depths I didn't know I had. Like, if anybody is, so the three of us that aren't Emily, <laughs> is within driving range of Cody Caves and Ainsworth, highly recommend. And how tall are you? How tall are you? 5'9". Okay, if you're if you're within range and also five nine, <laughs> must yeah. be this low to ride. <laughs> yeah, Jesse. There was nothing that I walked through fully upright that you couldn't have. Any point that you would have had to crouch, I also had to crouch. No, you don't know. It's your claustrophobia. No, you no, because I'm a you, big person and I'm surrounded by things. You don't know, but also you don't know. You should I fuck. Can, <laughs> I can recognize. <laughs> Uh, Just because you represent our, the lollipop guild doesn't mean you can tell me how I feel. No, okay? <laughs> our cave guide, one of the things he said is like, if at any point this is just like overwhelmingly not okay, tell me and like I can mm -hmm. guide you back out. Like we can cut this short. But he said, yeah. you might not think you're claustrophobic. A lot of people, Until... he said, a lot of people discover claustrophobia on this tour it's like it's a thing they're prepared to deal with but it's like you don't sure. know but there's really uh, this is why darkness was the thing that led me into here this is a really unique experience i've never experienced anything quite like being deep in a cave till i was deep in a cave and in fact we took our midpoint break oh, just for you phrase that was funny um <laughs> there's like a nice rest spot about halfway through uh and like they advise have water beforehand but unless you really need it don't bring water because it's heavier and don't drink water because it'll just make you have to go and they would rather you don't just piss in the cave and i respect that <laughs> um but they do advise bring an energy bar because you're going to be doing a lot of like rambling basically yeah shit. like <laughs> So we find the rest spot, gets everybody, like the three of us, to get our energy bar. Once we've got, all got them in hand, it says, we're going to experience something here. Once you've got in hand your energy bar, all of us are going to turn off our light. You're going to experience complete darkness in a way you've never experienced before. And we did, and it was just, it was unbelievable. It's, it's like hard I... to describe. Uh, Did desolation overwhelm you? No. It was. I amazing. actually had a similar experience uh, when we went to tour an old copper mine in yep, Michigan. Yeah, do that as well. Uh, yeah, and at one point when we're deep in the mines, they you know turn off all the lights and they're yep. like, "Congratulations, you won't see anything this dark until you're dead." Like, <laughs> well, it wasn't quite that morbid, but he said this is basically no, the no. darkest that you will ever see unless you go to the bottom of the ocean. And yeah, <laughs> I I can't. I don't know about you, but I can't. <laughs> right. Um. But he said interesting thing. Your eyes will never adjust to this ever. You could be down here there's... for hours, and it, they will never adjust. There's no light to well, sure. yes, no exactly. light. There's no light to enter them. The, yeah, and, exactly. I, he there's said, a certain yeah, threshold that your your light just can't. Yeah, you're like, not your eyes just can't. Yeah, but <laughs> <You're> not... <laughs> um, 
You're right. You're right. That is just something that Vin Diesel could do, not Riddick. <laughs> yeah. Just Vin Diesel actually yeah. has those those were they glass uh, eyes? What are but, they called again? Uh, I think shine eyes. Uh, shine. That's what they are. Yeah. But uh, that was just like a surreal experience to just be in complete darkness, and there was there's basically a creek that runs through the entirety of the mine. Uh, so we could hear the water running, but nothing else. Uh, there's no bats in this cave, at least not at that time of year, so we didn't hear any of them. Uh, so we just hear the creak and nothing else and just look at nothing. And there were two cool things about that experience in darkness. He said, try something. Take your hand, now that it's complete dark here, run your fingers like an inch in front of your face. Can you see your fingers? It's like, I can. I like, what? I like to imagine a bunch of people John Cena-ing. Ignore him. If, wow, what a time for Peter to show up. Yeah, Peter showed up, heard the word John Cena, and left. So. Yeah. But he pointed out, and I absolutely can say this happened to me and worked for me. He said, some people don't see it, but most people, they can actually see their fingers an inch in front of their face. It is literally not physically possible to actually be seeing your fingers. Your brain, your brain is telling you, just yeah. tells you your fingers yeah. are there. And, like, I could literally do it. I can, in complete darkness, run my fingers in front of my face and see my fingers. Cool. It's like, that's just your Daredevil brain. Style. Your brain is inventing fingers <laughs> because it knows that they should be there because you're familiar with you're... your own body. Sorry. Well, I just you're... I'm like, wow, I've got six. Like... You can, you can <laughs> hear your what fingers. Is... I was saying, what, what do you think Daredevil's powers are? <laughs> he, he can uh, hear his fingers. <laughs> like I mean, that's not untrue. Correct. It's just... Because imagine, imagine if you like West Side Story his way around Hell's Kitchen and just be like... That's going to be I mean... brutal because none of us are in sync there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The cave oh, like adventure was amazing. It's like... I would go as far as to say life-changing. It's just like, it was an absolutely incredible experience. I highly recommend if you're not near Cody Caves, which is the only one I've been in, find a cave with an well, experienced guide. If you're not experienced, mm -hmm. don't just go wandering in caves, please. That's dangerous. Have a guide. Always tell someone where you're going, when you're going. Always have somebody you know. With. Yeah, like... Information is key because if you get lost in a cave, there's you, a lot of earth. The earth is are, big. <laughs> you are just lost. Like if you get yeah. lost in the cave without a light or even with a light, and you're just lost, you're not going to find your way out. What you need to rely it, on is somebody is going more experienced is going to come looking for you. So like, that, chances that of that happening drop to zero if you've told nobody. So if you're exploring yeah. anywhere remote, that's just a bit of advice. Uh, well, and that's in a natural cave, like even yeah. in man-made things, people like catacombs, catacombs and stuff. You hear yeah. people getting oh, yeah. lost and that's, stuff. I bring this up all the time, but there's that that camera. I think it was a camera phone or, a, or a, just a digital camera yeah. they found in yeah. the catacombs, and it's someone who was lost down there and were, was For using days. the night vision on the camera to try to just navigate it. And yeah. it's yeah. Just, it starts with them like casually. The footage is is awful to watch. 
Because it starts yeah. with them like like kind of just going around trying to find out, and then as it goes on, you just hear more and more panic and fear. And at and one just, point, they're like running practically. Yeah, like, they're just, just sprinting, just trying yeah. to find any way out in the. Yeah, it's it's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. I uh, did. And it makes me every so often I've I think seen, about it and I just yeah. dread. I have seen that footage. I, yeah, I could see if I ever went somewhere like um, Ukraine or Paris or somewhere where they have like a catacomb-like system. I could see doing a guided tour of like a place that's open to the public, sort of a thing. Yeah, but I, yeah, but I like I watch those videos of like people like sneaking into like like parts um, that are not open I mean, to the you, public and like if, it's cool to that, see it through a video but yeah. like i if i did that i would do the the string thing i would tie it off to something yeah. and just like yeah. the, well and like, you'll notice that a lot of like for example youtubers who go to paris and they want to see like the part that's not open to the public they usually find someone local who knows the parts of the catacomb that they're taking you to very well, so it's sort of an unofficial guide, if you yeah, will. It's still um, guided. So that right, it's still guided, still someone who knows exactly where they're going to be taking you, so that you're not just saying like, "Oh, I'll go down this hall and just see where it is." So mm-hmm. I've also seen like I know there are lots of like spray paint markings yeah. in some of these old catacombs, like people marking their their trails. Well, so again, you that. can only see those as long as you have a light and if your cell phone dies or anything you lose it yeah it's really fascinating you're talking about the spray paint markers a lot of them utilize the um and not a lot of people are aware of this in graffiti you guys know there's like a, a homeless person language right yep it's so it's it's certain symbols and imagery that like you like oh this is a safe place to set up camp this is a, yeah. a this place will give you food this will and it's little just graffiti markers and if you watch a lot of footage of catacombs there's some of that in there of like where homeless people have figured out down in the catacombs is a safe place to set up camp for the night or to yeah. to yeah. hold hold out and, or keep your valuables or something like that and so yeah. it's it's yeah it's like some graffiti stuff where it's like arrows for obvious things like go this way or whatever right. mm-hmm. but then there's sometimes where it's like the square with one thing up and it's like okay well this is a safe place to be or, or right yeah. um although i know with the the catacombs one of the things i've heard a lot about is that there are people who go down there as like a place to go do drugs or like you know like they look for people who are essentially lost and try or you know vulnerable maybe alone and try to like yeah. hold them up for stuff yeah. so like it's certainly not like safe to go down there especially in small numbers so but, one one of know, the things use it to dispose of a body every once in a while yeah. too. Like, one of the things as part <laughs> of the a tour. Space to do it. <laughs> I mean, that's what they were used for. It's like right. you're just using it for yeah. its intended purpose. Right. No one can blame you for you're, that. You're, right? you're getting the body of the cop. You're like, it's like, officer. Technically, I'm not littering right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a couple things because part of this tour was history of the Cody Caves. Obviously, he's talking about it throughout. The reason it's called Cody Caves is actually, it's funny because it's really dumb. Two guys discovered this cave together. One of them's last name was Cody. They both ran off to the town of Sandon, which is now a ghost town, but it was like a, 
uh, Silver Rush Boomtown, which is common in the area. The one guy ran down to the lake, or sorry, yeah, the lake, caught a boat, boated down to Sandin. His last name's not Cody. The other guy ran up and over the mountain, went through the backwoods, and took, like, the more direct route to Sandin, and told everyone about the caves he discovered. So the caves that two guys discovered at the same time are <laughs> called Cody Cave, because guess who got there first? <laughs> That is, the, that is the most like Trumpy friend move I've ever heard. In my life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like Chris, that is, something, okay. that is something I would do to you. Yes. I would, like you and I would look at each other. We'd be in the cave, look at each other, go, and there's fucking spring. Yeah, but this. seriously, the guy that it's goes in caves, the guy that runs to the established route and takes a boat is you. The guy that just plows through the bushes is totally me. So I don't know. I know I am again I am a like a, a mammoth in terms of height compared to you so I can just jump over a lot of stuff whereas you have to like, clamber over them I mean we have like what a foot and a half difference in our heights um I mean six inches but no it's pretty sure it's a foot and a half uh, sure the other interesting <laughs> I'll let you thing still the narrative of people who Chris people have only ever seen us Really sitting next to each other and an audio podcast, I could claim any number of things about your. Uh, except <laughs> that you've, except that you've both mentioned your heights at this point. Yeah, but and yeah. You, are, you and I are this... only a foot different. So. Fine, fine. Within We're this episode. <laughs> but the other no one's gonna care about you and yeah. we were uh, he, said, he, said four, he said four nine he said four nine you all heard we it were oh, oh right four nine talking about graffiti in caves apparently before it was like locked down and it's now part of this it's part of a provincial park but then the cody caves tours company is the one that has access to the cave like it's gated and locked yeah. um for good reason. But uh, at a certain point, a lot of a lot of people thought it was a great place to graffiti. And so there was spray paint everywhere in the cave. Until in roughly the mid-1970s, there was a local youth group that took that on as a project. And they spent countless of hours in the cave just like cleaning and scrubbing and removing (laughs) all the graffiti including the furthest point that the discoverer of Cody Caves got to which was marked by him signing the wall that got removed with the rest of the graffiti. So one poor kid, like, could you oh, imagine being that no. kid? He's he's trying his you know, he's best. Like, he's trying to help. That is, uh, but he he. That's like the lady that fixed the. That's like the lady that fixed the Jesus painting. <laughs> yes, that's like you're trying your best, but oh my goodness, you have destroyed a like a historical artifact. So yeah, that's the, like. Guy that if you were it, cleaning signed. up litter on Everest and you like removed one of the flags from yeah, the summit, it's like, oh, this is your bodies, and you're like, that body's gone, that body's gone, that body's gone. Oh, fuck this flag. Whoop. So, what's a flag are, here? There are several bodies on Everest that are now actually, 
several bodies yeah. on Everest that are now actually landmarks on Everest. I feel like there's more than several. I think there's dozens, probably. I mean, several you know I'm gonna look it up. is lots. Several is more than two. I don't know. A plethora. Yeah, but several, like, Chris, <laughs> Chris, Chris, if there was 20 people, would you say there's several people there? Sure. I wouldn't choose that first, but I would never call that incorrect. More than two, but not many. So several in the dictionary is more than two, but not many. Okay. Well, then what number is many? I would say from two to seven. Eight is too many, in my opinion. That's a a many people. Okay. Yeah, seven, several. How many deaths do you think there have been on Everest? I would say Uh, 487. Hold on, quick question. No, no, that's way too high. Quick question. Nope. When did we start, like, popularly scaling it? Does anyone know? I mean, probably uh, about I don't 10 remember. years before Sir Edmund Hillary. Okay, Chris with the fucking knowledge flex there. Um, that's not knowledge flex, that's common knowledge. I, does anyone, who? what name did he just say? Repeat it. No one. No one can do it. Sir Edmund Hillary Frank <laughs> was oh. the first person in modern history I did to not ascend know Everest. His I will say is the good 48 one. people. I'll say 48 people no, have died. No, I stick with no, 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 Chris, here's, here's the thing. I'm saying this because those are the ones that we can keep track of. I'm sure more people have died. But our, our countable bodies, I would say like 40, 48, 47, something like that. Nah, I'm adding a digit to that. 487. Okay. 470 is what you're saying, Chris? I'm saying 487, uh, but... Jacob, do you have a guess? 894. No. Okay. The total deaths as of January 2021 is listed as 305. Whoa! And they, and they, they expect... Damn. Okay, so I looked up how many bodies are still on Everest and they said the exact data is unavailable but gov- the government estimates uh, suggests that more than 150 bodies of the estimated 300 climbers who have died on Everest remain on the mountain. Wow. Yeah. So there's there's a lot of bodies and I would assume that the other roughly 150-ish probably just died low enough that they could still get to them yeah maybe on their descent or before they got up but several um, of the bodies of are those... landmarks for climbers it's like turn, yeah yeah turn like green shoes lady. <laughs> like, yeah isn't that fucked yeah i mean and i know like some have gone back and like put little memorials next to them or like put their their country's flag to cover them or something like that um but yeah, you're right. They they absolutely use them as like markers on the trail and stuff sometimes. Yeah. So and there's a lot um, of them also that they've just and, never found. Some of them are probably in like really deep snow or you know I, took um, a wrong turn and. The the point is there's more than several. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I am a fairly. There's literally ad- dozens. <laughs> I am a fairly adventurous person, but like the most inhospitable. Your haircuts is otherwise, but okay. The most. <laughs> inhospitable mountain in the world i'm not a yes please kind of guy it's just like yeah i'll go on some deep woods hikes or like some mountain climbing or some caving 
I'm not gonna try to scale Everest. It's just like, no, no, thank you. That is yeah, not you a have place to be for humans to be. Incredibly fit and prepared to do something yeah. like that. Like, but I it's don't... just not something I aspire to. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like I do. I, I do I recommend a cave tour for anyone that has. It's it was amazing. It's sort of like I wouldn't mind being able to do a five k again. But I don't really have a desire to run a marathon. It's just yeah. not something that, like, that's cool for people who love to do that. But I just don't think I'd want to go that far. You know, it's a small recommendation. Like, like I think you're right, Chris. Like, doing a cave tour and stuff like that can definitely be um, eye-opening. But, like, a small micro thing that everyone can kind of do very easily is... And I do this a lot. I think I've done it with you, Chris, when I go over the Coquihalla. I like to, if I'm driving over a highway at night like, middle of nowhere, mountain pass, or something like that, just turn off your lights and pull over, and then turn off your lights, and just <laughs> just be, like, first of all, see how many stars actually exist. Yeah. There was, um, there was a time... It's wild. Uh, get away from light pollution if you have any way to do it. Yeah. There was a time, like, the darkest dark I've ever been in is Cody Caves, but... Yeah. Another, like, milestone in my life, the most stars that I've seen, my dad was working in a forestry camp, but basically this was like, you turn off the main highway into one of the side highways, and you drive for a couple hours, and then you turn off that side highway into, I have no idea where we were, uh, but off that side highway onto a road for another hour, then you turn off the road into a logging road and you just drive through rough bush for another 40 minutes. This was as far removed from society as I've ever been. And my dad, like, it was nice enough weather uh, we didn't freeze. Uh, my dad just put out a big a tarp and then a blanket. It's like, everybody just come lay down. And this was around 10 o'clock at night. And... It was mind-blowing how many stars we could see. We were basically, like, about yeah. five hours away from the nearest city. And there, it was, like, literally the closest to the middle of nowhere that I've personally ever been. And unbelievable. Mm. It, it's just, like, you if you live in a city, you look at the sky, you think you see stars? Nah. It, it's, yeah. like, there's nothing like being in the middle of nowhere. So I... Highly recommend that. I also highly it's just, recommend... It's just, those, it's just those things that make you realize how fucking small you are. And not in, like, a scary way, but just in, like, a... Oh, yeah. Yeah, my choices, in like, the, marginally to, matter. Well, like, they, yeah. like, well, <laughs> like, I don't need to worry about burns, it, you know? Uh, and I... Jamie and I both thought this several times as we were looking at, like, the various rock formations in the caves. And, it's like, it's amazing how weirdly wooden everything seems like or, or wooden but also liquid it's like you get a sense that like nature follows patterns and it's like various points in the cave rock formed and developed like wood and at other points rock formed and developed like water and it's like it's a blending of all three of them where they're like they're not actually separate they're just differences in all the same thing but it's like nature follows patterns and it's like i see rock formations that 
those look like a tree I just cut down. And then I see other rock formations. It's like, that looks like water that just froze. It's like, it's... Chris, can I ask you a question? Did you guys hotbox the Cody Caves? Nope. Just about to ask how they were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I you just saying, but that was like that was yeah. such a stoner statement. You're you're totally right. It, <laughs> yeah. it was a stoner statement, but like I didn't have to be stoned to I really know, appreciate it yeah. in that in that yeah. sense, but it was amazing. So uh speaking of adventurous things that people should try, um have any of you guys done geocaching? Yes. Oh yeah. I used okay. to do it all the time. I yeah. I'm starting to get into it. I've done a couple of them. Uh, our Greenwood trip that we talked about uh, like a few episodes ago, uh, I found a geocache there, and I had one of my Carbon business cards, and I had my uh, usual. Uh, I always keep a D20 in my pocket because I yeah I'm I'm that lame, uh, but I put a Carbon business card and a D20 into the cache because you're always supposed to leave something. And they decided sure. I kind of want that to be my thing. So I bought a bulk pack of like 50 D20s and I'm going to start finding more geocaches. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I have like a whole bag just dedicated towards like small things to leave in them. Uh, and that's fun because there's like geocaches everywhere. Like yes. city, suburban, rural, you can find geocaches pretty much anywhere. Uh, I used to have a competition with my dad whenever we'd, like, travel to a different state or something. We'd try to see who could get, like, a cooler geocache by, like, location. And now I've kind of given up because my dad got a couple geocaches while he was in Israel. And I'm like, well, I can't talk about that. Yeah, so... (laughs) um, My dad's supposed to be going to Japan for a few weeks for work next year. And I'm like, get a geocache. Do it. Yeah. Like, get one while you're there. <laughs> well, you gotta, if you're into it. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, if anyone has not heard of geocaching, thinks it might be fun, uh, you're using, you know, billion-dollar satellite technology to find Tupperware in the woods. Uh, it's amazing. Go to geocaching. It? Yeah, the it hardest, really is. The hardest one I found. Don't put it in a cannon. No, yeah, don't yeah, put it in no. a cannon. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, the hardest uh, but, one. But, yeah, you can... Uh, Go to geocaching.com, and uh, there's more information about how to do it there. The hardest one that I found, uh, and I can't believe I found it, uh, this was labeled hard, to be fair, but this was, like, one of my first geocaches. Like, amongst my first five, I didn't know how hard, quote-unquote, hard was going to be. This was a rolled-up piece of paper that was the logbook, inside mm-hmm. uh film canister if anyone remembers what those oh, yeah. are but it's basically that is not the smallest i have found the size no, of a, a d battery under in a row of this was in a public park so in a row of sprinklers i was actually to my great pride the one to notice this there was, it was a row of sprinklers, like in-ground sprinklers. And I noticed as we were looking everywhere, because we were like, this is supposed to be the area, like the coordinates match, but like, where could it be? And I'm just looking for anything out of place. One of these sprinklers is out of place. They're laid out very, like, uniformly. Evenly. Sequentially. Yeah. And it's like, one of them is out of place. Like, 
okay, that's weird. There was a fake sprinkler that matched exactly <laughs> the rest of the sprinklers. And when I pulled on it a bit, it came out unattached. And taped to the bottom of it was this film canister. Nice. And I was just like, fucking hell. Like, okay. that's so, that's some shit. But I, I found I, it. And I'm like, holy shit, I actually found this. I got to let you guys in on a few really good ones that I found here. So there was one I found that was smaller than that. It was on the side of a field. The container was about the size of, like, a, a pen. And it okay. just had a little piece of paper rolled up. And there was just a bobble cap sitting on top of it on the side of this field. And it looked like just litter, but it was a geocache. Um, Hmm. And then, uh, let's see here, I've seen ones where it was an extra large, which I was like, I've never seen an extra large geocache. How big could this thing be? Hiked back into the woods. It is like a giant tool chest chained to a tree in the middle of the woods. Well, I've not found an extra large. I've always found medium or less. It's it's not yeah. hard to find. It's just, like, in a cool spot. Yeah, yeah, it's just, like, deep into the woods. You just gotta, like, hike through the bramble to find it. Somebody um, lugged that in there. There is... Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, someone actually came back here with, like, chains and a giant chest and was like, I'm not doing anything suspicious. Like, um... Yeah. Probably one of the coolest ones I've ever found, though. In a cemetery not too far from me, and it's a smaller cemetery, um, in uh, an old neighborhood, there is, uh, in the far back corner, there is a headstone that looks like all the other headstones, but when you get close enough and you actually touch it, you realize it's like that expanding foam. Someone had like molded oh. it to the shape oh, and then painted it to look like oh. rock. And then if you That's look intense. at the name on the geocache, the name is G-O-Cache. <laughs> and on That's the back of this headstone, amazing. there's a little like hinge door that opens to the little Tupperware container. That's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> That is uh, really that, cool. That makes me want to start doing it again. If I, I get a chance, I'll get so a picture long. of that geocache for you guys at some point. Because yeah. I do That's... periodically stop by, like, is it still there? Jesse, so. let's build a car bomb one. Well, here's the Ooh. thing. I just went to geocaching.com, and I don't know if this is correct, but it gave you it knows where I am, obviously, and, and makes it says there are currently 1,262 geocaches around the Okanagan. Mm-hmm. I've found they only four have of them. to be like Whoa, a quarter actually. of a mile. Yeah, they only have to be like a quarter of a mile apart from each other or something like that. Yeah, yeah. like there are some rules for placing them, but but anyway, I had we're actually weirdly at time. <laughs> that I don't care if we go <laughs> long. There's still a couple things we have to discuss, but I did mention <clears throat> earlier about the hot springs because we got to go to them, and I said we'll get back to the hot springs. We need to get back to the hot springs for a couple reasons. So this is, it's a naturally fed hot spring, but this is like, Jesse and I have been to one together, I think, haven't we? Didn't we go to one? I don't, I don't know. What are you talking about? What are you referring to? Oh, no, no, this was just a heated pool. This wasn't a hot spring, but it yeah. was similar. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, I'm so blending it because, no, this, this pool 
had like three tiers like hot medium and cold similar to a hot spring and in fact it reminded me of Nakusp hot spring uh but Ainsworth hot spring is a bit different it has like the warm pool it also has the cold pool uh but then it has like the natural hot spring like that has it's unfiltered and has all the minerals so it's like kind of a muddy brown water uh but it's got a bit of a pool on the outside but probably about a 50 foot loop through some caves that are like kind of natural but kind of engineered like they structured it up and made it safe uh but going walking through the caves is kind of cool at one point it does open up into a rock like opening that isn't like structured at all it's just natural and it's literally where the spring is coming out and so we're taking pictures through at the cave because we're alone in there and then we get to that spot with like the little nook in the wall where the water's coming out and we snap a picture and as soon as the flash goes off somebody's just up there in that nook that we didn't see that we totally just like flashed her in the face with the camera flash and both of us are freaked out because she's just like ah, i just got camera flash but we're just like holy fuck there's a person here <laughs> and it's <laughs> no, like we made sure to delete it immediately because like uh <laughs> we're like, taking picture of people and taking and getting their oh fuck face <laughs> so that was weird and interesting but the other weird and interesting thing has the usual rules of the pool, which you'll find in most bodies of water that are actually structured. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> some more specific ones for the hot spring, similar to a hot tub, don't stay in for like more than, what is it, 15, 20 minutes, whatever. Something um, like that, yeah. No diving. Do not, yeah, <laughs> uh, do not, like the open area was fine but it's like don't stay in the tunnels more than 10 minutes because like the water actually puts off some gases and you shouldn't be breathing them too much so it's like you're supposed to walk through the tunnels you're not supposed to just hang out and chill out in a, a dark spooky alcove waiting to ambush people trying to take pictures for that matter i might <laughs> add um but there were three specific rules sorry no that was a warning due to vandalism the tunnels are being actively monitored and videotape vandalism will be prosecuted which unfortunately people see oh dark area out of sight i'm a wreck some shit because some people are just like that so they have had to start monitoring but the other reason they might be monitoring there were three rules on there no loud noises. Yeah, people are there to relax. Don't go in there and like just start shouting and carrying Scream, on. Right. <laughs> uh, no chanting. So I guess people like go there. Chanting to me suggests like Omne religious thing. Uh, but people go there for like religious reasons, and it's like this is part a specific part of the no loud noises thing. It's like no chanting. Okay. And then it said no moaning. And 
I can tell you, I can only think of one specific example why someone would be moaning in this cave. When they're injured. But they've had, they've had too many tacos. When they're six foot three and they bang their head on the roof of the cave and they're like, oh god, my head. But what you're thinking of when you hear moaning, the sign didn't say, Sex. don't do that. The sign just said no moaning. So really, I yeah, think that, about it. that's exactly what I got out of that. And no, I didn't participate in any of that because uh, in case anyone doesn't know, sex in water, bad. Not you, great. You, you, Not shouldn't, you shouldn't be like the... You know, we don't have to go into it. Yeah. We don't need to talk about uh, the physics of it. It's fine. It's, Just don't do it. Water, you know especially hot spring water, should be pushed into the body. Carp on podcast. This is like, we're over time, but there's some things we need to talk about. Because the no moaning sign was hilarious to me. Uh, it's not telling me to not have sex in the hot uh, the hot spring. Now, it's, it's also telling not telling me... you not to masturbate. Because you'll be allowed about it. Oh, I didn't think about you could've, that. You could have jerked off in the cave. I could have. Both, Both of them. <laughs> when, but... when it's like, hey, wave your hand in front of your face and you can't see it, maybe they can't see other things happening. Just be quiet. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no loud noises, no chanting, no moaning. So if you want to <laughs> fuck in Ainsworth Hot Springs, do it quietly. Is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the outro. <laughs> uh, it's like that is I that mean, the episode title. <laughs> I don't know the episode title yet. I'll listen tomorrow. I mean, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about. I don't but really we're, care. We're in time. It's it's so big. Eh. So, I mean, there's. I, I will say, Grim- Grimace is a hey, taste Chris? bud. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they've confirmed that Grimace is a taste bud from McDonald's. Uh, the more important <laughs> fact is that we found out that in a in a commercial or. TV show. We're not sure what it is. Um, Ronald had a dog. <laughs> Did he? Who was played by Chris? Oh, yeah. You and I had this conversation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me look this up. I know it, it was like an animatronic, like costume dog. Um, McDonald's land Sunday. The dog's name is Sunday. Yes. Uh, um, like, like an ice cream Sunday, and he is voiced by. Uh, let me. By Frank D. Walker. Bradley Baker. Oh, no, it's D. Bradley Baker. Okay. And Vern Troyer is the one in the costume. Oh. Oh, okay. And it's weird. Just YouTube it, and you're like, what the uh, fuck? Disneyland marketing, or Jesus Christ, McDonald's land marketing is just fucking strange. Yes. Anyways, also, uh,. Norm MacDonald died shortly after 9-11, which is its own kind of funny joke there, but... I wanted to talk more about that. I don't want to gloss over that. Here's the thing, I'm told I do, because he's my community legend, but I feel like glossing over it is the most Norm MacDonald thing to do. Uh, no, it is not. We should gloss over it for about ten minutes. We should drag this drag this on You know, so I'll, I'll be honest, the more I read about this Norm MacDonald guy, not a fan. <laughs> He really knew how to take his time his, during comedy bits. His Hitler like, bit. His Hitler bit. Was, have you seen? Do you know what I'm referring to? Uh, not the Hitler. They bit. were discussing. They were discussing. I don't know what show it was on a podcast, but they're discussing 420. 
And uh, one of the guys is talking about the origins of 420 and like the you know the the kids in San Rafael who had like the whole thing. Errors. And Norm keeps counting with like when I looked up 420, it came up with uh, April 20th, which is the birthplace of this uh, Austrian like this, German this, political this leader, dictator, and uh, yeah, no, 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 he's like just po- politician, and uh, he went to art school, and he's just going through the Wikipedia page, and he's like, you know, the more I read about this Hitler guy, I'm not really liking him. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's one bit I like from, I mean, there's several bits, but one yeah. I've been doing a bit of a deep dive. For one thing, I'm not going to get into it because we don't have like 11 more minutes uh, to go on this one joke just look up if you haven't seen it yet norm mcdonald's moth joke that joke (laughs) should not be funny it should not be funny it's terrible it's horrible nobody should like it but fuck like if anyone could pull it off it's norm mcdonald king of just dry delivery but I yeah. I like during his SNL. Yeah. I mean, the obvious one is his Celebrity Jeopardy. Like, Dark yeah. Ferguson. Or his Weekend Updates, name. too. But the Weekend Updates, the one that I like, uh-huh. he Funny. he pulled up a graph. And it's like, hey, in case you notice, the the math is wrong in this graph. That's because we asked a woman to, to make it. All you who are upset right now, uh, just so you know... A woman wrote this joke. So now you don't know how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. We don't hire women. And it's just like, yeah. he gets you three times in one little stupid bit. It's great. Yeah. Also, one of the someone, funniest Quebecers around. Someone has suggested to me that I rewatch Dirty Work. I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> It's, you know, you know. I, actually, I will say, like, on, on I liked it back note, in the day, but I don't think on, it'll stand up. On a more serious note, like, he has one of my favorite quotes. It is, it is a joke. It's the start of a punchline, but the first part about cancer, because that's you know what he was fighting leukemia, right? And yeah, and uh, he was like, I always hate how when someone dies of cancer, it's like, oh, they lost the battle, and it's like, I don't be a fucking loser when I die. That's the worst. Like, don't say I'm a loser. Like, oh, what, like, I'm a loser because I, cause I, I beat an incur or I couldn't beat an incurable disease. And what, is cancer brave and heroic? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> the way I see it, and I'm not a doctor, but when I die, the cancer dies. It's really more of a draw. It's not like the cancer's going to go home and fuck my wife. <laughs> yeah. I was going to bring that up if you didn't, but I thought you might. Yeah, it's, it's, but it, no, it was a really nice, like, I don't know, man, man was a, a. He's a comedy legend. Yeah. That did his own thing. He yep. didn't follow any of the rules. There is no way that we should be calling him a comedy legend. But he was. He just did his own thing. Well, well. The, the funny thing is, like, I feel like he's more of a comedy legend to, and I am not looping us into this category, I'm just saying, but I feel like he's more of a comedy legend to comedians. Because um, if you look at all the news articles, they're just saying SNL alum, SNL alum, and that's all that they're referring to him as. And not like, oh, you know, his entire career of stand-up, or, right. yeah. you know, the the many, many other things that he did. Um, you know, with, like, I think he was on, like, was he not, like, writer, or at least something on, like, a lot of the, the late-night shows, like Conan, and, uh, yeah. like, he did a fuck-ton of comedic work. Um I think he was definitely a 
for those appreciative of the art form and like like following comedy, a legend. I think he is outside of it. Not necessarily like when you're saying he didn't follow the rules. He didn't follow the popular routes. He didn't do the the usual comedian yep. staying in the limelight route, right? He's not Jerry Seinfeld or a Dane Cook or a you know. But he just he knew how to drag a story on and he'll turn a two minute story into a 15 minute story and you don't hate him for it you love the ride like that's kind of unique <laughs> I think one of my favorite things he ever did though was to, to talk about drawing out a bit is he had a, a, a sports show was one of his things and uh, it was when everyone was doing some it was one of the dance that um, and I can't remember her name there was a, th- a thing that happened, like, all the sports were just doing a dance. Like, it was a very popular thing, like, the, um, the, the Cat Daddy or whatever, and then that one model did it, and that became, like, a very famous... Yeah. Anyways. Um, so, <laughs> he had a video where it's like, I'm going to show you six videos, and uh, see if you can tell me uh, which one of these people doing this dance in, in an... Uh, an NBA game is going to be hit by an ice cream truck and it pulls up six videos and five of them on the middle of a basketball court and one guy's doing it in the middle of the street and it's the second one. He's like, is it this one? Is it the man doing it in the middle of the street? And then he goes through the other four and then it, it pulls back. It's like, place your bets now. And then the guy in the middle of the street gets hit by an ice cream truck. And it's like, <laughs> well, yeah, say. of course it was him. But like two seconds into the bit, you know exactly which one it's going to do. But yeah. I, was, yeah. I was trying to think when I knew we were going to bring this up, trying to think, like, should I pick a specific incident from Celebrity Jeopardy? Should I pick a specific uh, weekend update? The one I want everyone to look up is that moth joke. That That's yeah. just, like, oh, that yeah. is quintessential Norm MacDonald. Has or, no right to be funny, and it's fucking hilarious. Better, not better, but, like, or the other side of MacDonald. If you just look up the phrase Norm Macdonald 9-11, you will get a roughly eight-second clip that is taken out of context, which is incredible, where he says 9-11 and then breaks out laughing, and that clip, isolated by itself, is he just goes, um, 9-11. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, what is this? There yeah, was pretty great. one thing, and I can't, I can't remember what it was, but this was a, I think it was one of the celebrity roasts. Oh yeah, it was Bob Saget's, because Bob Saget is super inappropriate. His roast, that's also worth looking up. He did it squeaky clean PG. (laughs) And everyone was like trying to out inappropriate Bob Saget in the roast, which first of all, you can't do. Second of all, that's the obvious bit. He did his super, like, obnoxiously clean. And, like, <laughs> full of, like, gosh oh, darns. Spite. And, like, ah, sugar. Like, he, he he did obnoxiously PG and, or G-rated, rather. And that killed as well. Like, he just kind of liked to break tradition. Yeah. And yeah. it sucks that this was out of nowhere because, like, I mean, yeah, word of it got out, but he wasn't really public about it. He's been fighting cancer for nine years, and most of the world didn't even know about it. He just, like, he didn't feel a need to crow about it. It's just like, yeah, this is shitty. It's happening. 
I'll deal with it. Don't worry about it. And he went on with his life, which that's amazing. I can't believe mm-hmm. I didn't know about it until it killed him. Like, oh, really? Yeah. I know it was out there, but it wasn't huge in public. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's... I almost prefer that. Like, I remember uh, last year when Neil Peart died, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, he yeah. was dead. Like, I think we, we knew he had, you know, he was suffering for a while, and then it was like, oh, he died four days ago. And I was like, wait, what the, what the fuck? What? Right. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very impressive and, and kind of respectable that in the modern era of, like, even X-list celebrities get articles written about them about every little thing, mm-hmm. right? And so it's like, to, to be able to have privacy, it's, it's and, and to, to obviously prize yourself, or, pri- you know, value it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's nice, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's, I'd say it's a shame that Norm MacDonald died, but I also think that he definitely did not not do what he needed to do while he was here. You know, I don't think he did not have a life worth living. Or a... No, I mean, I, I think <laughs> my point got across. Yes. But like, you know, I, I would not call his death a tragedy. No, I think he it's went just sad out, that he's gone. He went out with grace and the, what's the other word? Just uh, goes with that. Uh, uh, grace and, and uh, sex appeal. Yes. Sexy dude, that Norm Macdonald. Now, when I think of sex appeal, I do think of Norm Macdonald. Oh, for sure. He's that a, accent. Mm. He's he's just so he's just like the sexiest. Like people aren't as sexy as him. I don't understand his accent because wasn't he born in Quebec? I uh, he his accent is just his. It's like I it's don't. Like, it's, like, it's, it's like a Minnesota accent kind. It's weird. I don't know what it is. And, it's and so even, strange. Even when he does impressions, like his Burt Reynolds. That still just sounds exactly like him. Yeah. Like he did impressions uh, that just didn't change at all. He just yeah. he stated a different name, but he had the same voice. It was great. So so uh, just made me think about this. You talking about like celebrities having privacy and that you know being kind yeah. of a nice thing. Um, are you guys familiar with who Tom Lair is? No, uh, he no. was. Uh, a mathematician, uh, but he also, uh, what he's best known for was he did, like, musical comedy. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see here. From, it uh, looks like his active years were 1945 to 1971, and then he did a little bit more from 1980 to 1998. Uh, and uh, so apparently... <laughs> Apparently, there occasionally will go room like rumors will go around that he's dead, and him being like a comedian uh, loves to perpetuate these rumors <laughs> that he's dead. And I just like every once in a while I have to look it up and be like, wonder if he's still still around. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he is. He's ninety three years old. So. There's, some, there's someone else like that that is constantly, like, constantly, but, like, fighting it, where it's like, I'm not dead, you need to stop uh, doing Rick, this. Rick Moranis it gets it a lot. It's Rick Moranis. It's yeah. Rick Moranis is like, I'm fucking oh, yeah. alive. I, I just stopped working. I, I, don't, I don't know the actor's name, but uh, the character of Roy Kent in Ted Lasso, 
there's this weird conspiracy theory going around that he's not a real actor and he's a CG character, <laughs> and people are comparing his stills to uh, stills from FIFA and thinking this is like a thing oh that is going to be sprung on us. But like, look, <laughs> we snuck a CG actor past you. It's like it's a real actor. He's a real dude. Right. So what if he's like amazingly handsome? Doesn't mean he's fake. But he did a video debunking and proving his existence as a real person through an app that made him a chat avatar. I was like, that's amazing. He he debunked the theory through a chat avatar that was clearly animated. Jeez. Um, since we're going long, do we want to touch on the one last topic and kill the list? Not my topic, so I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I know who wrote it's, that one. So. It's my topic. So, oh, you piece of shit. Are you, you guys, yeah. you guys going to shut me down or not is guys, what I'm should, asking. Should, should we talk about my topic? So, Jacob, Jacob, stop recording. Stop recording. No. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, actually, interesting. I think someone else to talk about Chris's topic. Uh, okay, so here's an interesting thing so here's an interesting thing I found. Um, so there's a lot of uh, <laughs> games that we play mm-hmm. that are really based on like historical folklore or nursery rhymes or events, and children mainly play them. Am I close, Chris? What are we talking about no. here? No. Okay. Uh, we were talking about at work, and I added it to the list this morning, actually, because I was like, that's actually a really interesting thought. Uh this coworker of mine, he plays a lot of online games and FPS games, so he was talking about playing a Call of Duty game, and he joined a team that was like a father and son, and the kid is like seven years old. And it's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't have your kid playing Call of Duty, that's kind of violent. But then it was like we both got to talking, it was like, if he plays these games, though, like, he's going to experience, obviously not the same way the real-life people did, but he's going to experience historical moments like D-Day and, like, Normandy and stuff like that. And it's like, he's going to learn about these in a game before he learns about it in school. And it's like, that actually, as video games become more prevalent and younger and younger kids start playing them... And games cover historical things and historical events in our world. It's like, won't that be kind of weird? That kid is going to be in a class and start to learn about D-Day and Normandy and be like, oh yeah. I can give, that, I can like, give you a first hand of that. Like, Man, and all I had was having experienced it. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, actually, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, there was things that I was playing that franchise that when I got it, like because uh, the first game came out in like two thousand six or oh, something like so that. Young, <laughs> yeah, no, but like like the first game takes place during the Third Crusade. I was twenty two right? in two thousand six. Yeah, I was uh, thirteen. Oof. Anyways, but like, and then you know we started learning about a lot of stuff, and you know history class in, in school kind of goes chronological for obvious reasons, right? Um, I mean, what else are you going to do? And so by the time 
remember what game. I think it might have been. I think I, I learned about the American Revolution, the details of it through Assassin's Creed before I learned about it through history class. Yeah, and that checks out. Like, yeah, like you're talking about three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually cover. I mean, obviously, throwing the fantasy elements in there changes. There's some pieces that maybe didn't happen. We can't prove but, it though. But that covers honestly. If you've not learned about that yet. That covers yeah. a lot, and when you get to that Talks in class... Paul Revere, Bunker Hill, that one time that one dude killed all those people in Boston and strung them up all along the town square. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. All the shit that yeah. happened. That one dude that took out the entire population of Boston because he was bored and eating fucking cheesies at 10 at night. Okay. <laughs> three was honestly... This is dumb, but three is my favorite of the series uh, because... Really? That's not a popular opinion. It's not a popular <laughs> opinion. It's the one I just... I most got into. Yeah, that's like, fair. It, it just... I had fun. Black Flag is so good, though. I never finished it. I, I yeah. got a good way in. I learned through you. I don't care about the spoiler, but uh, the actual identity of Billy the Kid, but... I never yeah. actually got there in the game. So I'm not that far yet, wherever that far is. I don't know. But, yeah. I didn't care for 4. Well, it actually drove me off the franchise a little bit. I might or, pick no, it up. 4, is, four is Black Flag. Yeah. Okay, I thought you were thinking, yeah. But I can never tell when you change the terms, because you've told me that you'd like the... You like one, but you hate the song This Is Darkness Imprisoning Me, so I'm like, I'm, I really can't trust your opinion on what anything is anymore. I mean, never trust me. What yeah. episode is this? This is 379? 377. Ah, I was close. You weren't. Jacob, you still recording? Uh, I stopped recording at episode 376. Oh. <laughs> Neat. I guess We're all that leaves is for somebody to decide what time it is now. Hey, uh, the, it's, uh, it's 933. Hey, guess what, Chris? What? It's time for the outro. Oh, fuck. Neat. Three, two, four. Lipstick, trash bag, shatterproof glass. Jailpipe tread like grease and chrome. Front bumper, universal bearing. Aerial brake shoe. Shock absorber. Fireball. What's the, what's the aerial?